0: Seasons changed. we still keep it together. Hey Beverly Hills 90210 fans, are you ready to dive deep, episode by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code.
1: Charles
2: Rosen. Did I say that? She this us this thing about the, the, the real person. And we go, what? We should, we're getting rid of this guy.
0: Pete Ferrero.
2: I'm feeling wonderful.
0: <laughs> Kathleen <laughs> looks trust, TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, Yeah. Well, it is a uh, season six day at the Beverly Hills 90210 show. So no Chuck today, but or Jessica. But we are here with uh, Sarah Heron I keep screwing. Okay. Uh, from Us Weekly. I don't know if you saw the promo this week, but I put your your little thing in I there. I
3: Did it was an honor to be included in the
1: promo. No. Oh. Oh,
0: moving forward. Um, how are you? How are things at Us Weekly? Anything breaking that we need to report on right now? No, I'm so over Harry and Meghan. I hope I never have uh, to hear a royal family ever again. That's pretty much all that's happening. Pretty much. <laughs>
4: yeah. How about
2: you,
0: Larry? How are things going uh, on your end? You got yeah, I just motion?
2: feel like good things are happening. You know, I mean, I just kind of feel like there's a lot of you know brightness coming into the world, and you know, people are getting vaccinated. There's you know things are opening up and you know, there's a lot of hope. I guess, and hope is, though not an emotion, it's an aspiration, but it's it's still pretty good.
1: That yeah. was
2: so nice. It was beautiful,
0: <laughs> and I think one of our guests is going to love that stuff. Uh, <laughs> all right,
2: before, before we, no, I actually knew that there were twelve basic emotions. I didn't realize I had to look this up for something I was writing. <laughs> all right, I'm going to start with the hope ad. is not one of them.
0: An ad for our shirt store, and then when we come back, we will have one of our our guests with us. Okay, okay, okay. Do you know we have even more new shirts and merchandise at Beverly Hills90210ShowShop.com? For instance, watch our Planet 90210 show with some sick Planet 90210 merch. Or want to celebrate at the Peach Pit? Check out this new shirt with a photo from Jill Henkel's collection. Or, oh my God, I know Claire Arnold fans are going to love this one. A little sex, rock, and really decent literature. Plus, for all you Larry Mullen fans, that's right, a get out of here shirt. And don't forget about our classic designs. We keep loading it up with more items each week. So head over to Beverly Hills 90210showshop.com for all your 90210 stuff. Well, there you have it. And look who's with us here. Speaking of the world.
3: Hey, hey. Hi, everybody.
0: (laughs) Randy Spelling. Wow, man. It's so awesome to have you here. Um, how Where is there? Are
2: you? You're in Portland, right? Portland, Oregon.
4: Yeah, I'm up in Portland, Oregon, and I love the whole 12 basic emotions thing. I I was being inspired by Larry backstage. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> no, I, it's actually, I should say, I have to, it's, it's a, there's a debate about how many emotions there really are. Some people say there's only 12, other people say there's 27. But one thing they're sure of is hope is not an emotion. Yeah, interesting. Wow.
0: Now, well, <laughs> Randy, you know. I think- I- In your life today, before you were getting drunk with uh, Monson uh, uh, and Steve Sanders, (laughs) (laughs) nowadays you're doing some really, really cool stuff. Before we get into talking about this, why don't you tell everybody what you're up to these days?
4: Sure. Um, I've been a professional life coach for uh, almost 14 years now. And uh, I get to act a lot, actually, in what I do daily because I get to act out for clients how they're being, or, you know, some, something that is intangible, I get to act it out for them so they could say, Oh, wait, wait. Oh yeah. That's silly. I should never do that. Or, Oh, that's how it looks like. Okay. Now that I see it, I'm going to do something different. So it actually, a lot of my, uh, my, my past life and acting suits me really well for doing what I do.
0: That's amazing, man. That's great.
4: Yeah. I want to ask you, I'm kind
0: of getting things going. Um, was acting something you wanted to do when you were younger or how did you get into that? I mean, listen, you got the, the show is huge. It's the biggest show in the world. Your your family is running the biggest show in the world. <laughs> you know, um, there's many options you could have went down, but um, was it
4: something you wanted to do? I did not want to do that when I was growing up. Tori, was the actress she was five years older than me she always wanted to be in the spotlight you know she did plays in high school and that just wasn't me i was shy i wanted to take a back seat so i always said i i, I couldn't pronounce peas so at rap parties people would come up and pinch my cheeks and go oh randy you're so cute are you gonna be an actor And i would say no i'm gonna be a reducer like <laughs> father." <laughs> So I was going to be a reducer uh, yeah. until, I don't know, something. Actually, it was because we were in Caesar's Palace in the Forum shops. I was about 14, maybe 15 years old. And we were walking through, and obviously 90210 was at its height. And my father and my sister just get mobbed. I mean, there's security everywhere. It's at least 200, 250 people crowding around. And I stood off to the side and I saw the reaction that the fans had and people were crying and they were smiling and they were so excited. And I saw by just getting to hug them or shake their hand or say something, their trajectory of their day changed. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, that's powerful. Yeah, <laughs> I want that. I want to do that. Yeah. Wow,
0: that's great, man. I mean, that that must be that must have been so so crazy and intense for you growing up and seeing that happen to your sister. Because I mean, while you guys were, you know, I mean, you're the spelling family, so there's always going to be a degree of going out and getting noticed. But mm-hmm. once she gets on television and she becomes a household name, how did that change your your lives?
4: I think it changes in terms of privacy. Right. And I, I mean, you're, you're a little bit more conscious of going out in public. I didn't have this problem as much. Um, you know, at least er, earlier on it w- was nowhere near like it was when 90210 was uh, at its height, but when people started noticing Tori all the time, and now I'm with Tori, yeah. y- you just start to look at the world differently. Cause you go, oh, wait, well, what am I wearing? Whereas before. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't be self-conscious. And I think actors get into this a lot where they love the craft. They want to they wanna rise to stardom and they want to do well and be successful. And then when they are, the negative impact mm. of that can be people are looking at me and it's a weird thing. I remember when I was on 90210 and I started acting, I went from never thinking about people noticing me to going to a restaurant and people are looking at me and I'm wondering, do they like the shirt that I'm wearing? Is it my baby blues that they're admiring or do they know me? And even to ask that question is weird. It's strange. It, it messes with the psyche. Yeah.
2: I want to ask one question before we get too far from the source. So the, the Vegas casino, there's some myths about the family. And there was a myth. I remember. Oh, Larry. I've got to just <laughs> figure out the private rail car. I mean, how did you get to Vegas? I'm just, how did you travel to
4: Vegas? <laughs> We did not take a private rail car to okay, Vegas. Okay, so that's out. We did take a private rail car Okay. on our, we, we called it the trip around the world. Okay. And as you that's know. Cool. My dad didn't fly. I know
2: the story. I've heard the story in his office and telling, you know, the story about, you know, the promise to his mother and the whole bit.
4: Yes. Okay. So, and by the way, I never knew if that was fact or you knew my dad. He was a storyteller. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. we it so, saying, so I want to see how it got to Vegas. I have to understand. Okay. We drove. So sometimes um, there were times that we would go in a limousine and I would drive with my dad. Sometimes there would be a, a big motor home and we would go that way. Sometimes, that. you know, we'd fly with my mom and my dad would drive and meet us there. So there were a few ways of getting there. But there was the, the rail car story is true though. The rail that. car story is true. We I was six years old and we they they rented the, the caboose of a of an Amtrak or something yeah. and it's a private rail car and we got to sleep in there and we made our way from Los Angeles to New York before boarding the Queen Elizabeth II to travel to Europe. Oh wow that that's fantastic. freaking cool. I insane. wish I remembered it. Oh no. <laughs> I remember. Can I tell you a really quick story? Yeah, please. The only thing I, I remember, there were a few things I remember. I remember seeing the Statue of Liberty, and there was su- there was a blonde woman. I think her name was Claudia, but I can't remember. A blonde woman that I fell in love with. I was six years old. And I I adapted a New York accent. Wow. I adopted a New York accent. And it's for the next Four years, I spoke like I was from Brooklyn. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> Four years, I love that. Just in case you <laughs> ran into her again, you wanted to
0: be, I just, you know, <laughs> you I, wanted to be ready for it.
4: Yeah. I, but our when we were staying there, we had all these uh, suitcases because we were going to Europe, and somehow my the the suitcase got stolen that had all of my underwear and t-shirts or something in it. Yeah. So we had to spend the day at a store. And I think it was probably like Bloomingdale's or something. And a six-year-old boy shopping for however long. It felt like we were there for three days. Mm-hmm. I hated New York. Oh, so I went into a, to a souvenir shop and I asked the owner if he had a shirt that said, I hate New York. <laughs> love broken heart. Today? i love it hey larry um how
0: did you get the concept as we talk about this episode uh, or you know the two characters how did you um come up with this concept of the two brothers that uh, steve would have
2: you know you know, it's it's uh, fairly organically uh it's looking back at it. And what's and I you got to see the episode, Randy, you looked at it again? I did. Yeah, I so did. that's been part of the fun for us because you remember stuff, and obviously you have you have some you know perspective from time, but it was quite organic because once season four, first of all, Steve had a family his father had another family, which is mentioned in uh I haven't verified this with Professor uh Sherry Weiss of the team <laughs> thing, but I think I'm pretty correct. Steve's father is mentioned in the commencement episode, season three, coming to the graduation with his other family, which included three children, of which Steve referred to, the the, uh, two of them were boys, the flying monkey children. Somehow, (laughs) I'm sure this was like an improv line. Anyway, that line got brought up again sometime in season four, just as a mention. that Steve was mentioning his father, you know, and and because, well, what happened was once they went to college, I made the decision to, to create this Russ, uh, the, with, with Steve Wasserman, Chuck and, and Chip and Jessica, because the keg house, you know, if we added Steve's father as the legacy and, you know, it could add a little dimension to Steve. So then I think by season six, we, you know, we were feeling pretty good. I mean, cause you know, we're going to get to talk about Rush Sanders in, in a bit because he was killing it. And so we just said, okay, those flying monkey children back in commencement. What if we brought them back? What if they really were, young Steve's together and Steve in a way it's like uh visiting your, your past you get to see all the stupid things you did through your brothers we'll just have a little bit of fun with them you know first we just thought I think we brought them in on the uh turn back the clock the New Year's Eve episode where they're just gonna you know again steve has got to take care of his brothers for his father and you know and it's just you know stuff's gonna happen and you know and, and Steve in a way can grow as a character because that's you know again every new character has to serve the show and serve the stars of the show basically. So, but this was a chance to kind of have a little bit of fun and, and, uh, and tie in the more family stuff. And part of the thing was because, you know, the Rush Sanders character was a pure product of Beverly Hills, you know, and, and Steve too, he's got a, you know, an actress for a mother, a producer for a father, broken home. And, you know, and, and so when Rush came in, uh, it just, it just really uh, gave a lot of good conflict and and fun, and then we even went further. We created another family for Rush. You know, uh, I mean, actually, I'm getting confused with John Riley. No, yeah. we only had one family for Rush. Sorry. Sure.
0: Uh, for, for, for Randy, um, how did this come to you that you are going to be one of the two, the two brothers?
4: Gosh, I have to remember. I think you know, I I was acting at the time, so there's a good segue from Caesar's palace to then, you know, taking acting classes and studying or whatever. And then I guess, I, I think Larry, you could speak to this, these, there was an opportunity. There were these characters and my dad said, Hey, you know, what do you think about doing this? I had asked your dad
2: that I had oh. done that. You know, I mean, look, I, you know, I want to make everybody happy. And, and you had done some work as the, um, uh, at the beach club, I think, right? You, right, you, you had played a character uh, <laughs> in one of the summer episodes, you know, and and uh, and you were authentically the character at that time. You know what I mean? Like you were a Beverly Hills entitled kid, and 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 had that you know slightly bent quality to you, which would be great. And then we, we paired you up with the other a goofball, which we saw. But I at this at the time when I wrote it, right, right away, I, I asked your dad if it would be all right. And yeah, I mean, and he must have
4: then asked you. And uh, yeah, so one character was cast. It was cool. Yeah. And I said, uh, of course, sure, which was exciting and also really nerve wracking because I grew up watching this show, even though, you know, my dad was producing it and Tori was in it. I, this was my teen, these were my teen idols. This is who I was learning from. So now I'm on set having to act. With my teen idols, and um, it was it was an interesting experience. I'm curious for you. I mean, you get to do a lot of work with Ian. Um, what was he like to work with? Ian was great to work with. He was always a, a really nice guy, really professional, and he had this ease about him, just so funny. Always brought levity to the set, but you know, he'd be joking around and playing. Uh, behind the scenes and then the cameras would roll and everyone was just so natural. And, and yeah, he was, he was, he was fun to work with.
0: Before we get into some of this other stuff, I'm curious, you know, we talked to Tori a couple of weeks ago and she mentioned, you know, it was tough for her to be the daughter of Aaron spelling and also be an actor on the show. She was always kind of in this space of trying to prove herself as an actor. And I, obviously, I don't want to get, the, I want this to get out there immediately that the both of you are super talented actors. And on this show, every week that we do this show, everybody talks about whether it's a director, another actor or a producer or whatever, how great Tori is as an actor. She's phenomenal. So um, she delivered. And did you feel any sense of that? That you know, here I am on this show. I just love the show, Um, Aaron Spelling's child, and now I'm going to be on it. And you know, this is going to be—you know, this is a real deal, major network show. Was that was that pressure
4: filled for you? It was. um, It happened actually a few different times because uh, we would be brought back. And then in later years, um, I had some, you know, some some great uh, episodes with Steve, and it even happened. Then I always had in the back of my mind, because Tori went through the whole nepotism thing, and I escaped it a little bit. Um, it, it wasn't as bad, but I always had that in the back of my mind. Hey, it is. You know, is the grip, is the is the sound man or woman, or is everyone looking at me thinking, oh, he was just given this because of his father, which was true, but somehow it it made me feel I didn't earn this. And mm-hmm. because I didn't earn it. I never fully felt completely comfortable. So that was always in the back of my head. And I remember there were a few scenes that I was shooting that before the cameras were rolling right when we were uh, about to go. My my heart, I looked down and a couple times my shirt was moving because my Mm. heart was beating so fast. Mm.
0: It's a lot. It's a lot. But listen, like I said, you guys both are incredible performers. And I could not imagine anybody else in this role that of Ryan, as silly as it is. Like you mentioned in the later seasons, no, had, yeah, you do get some 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 even beefier stuff with Steve and Janet and you drop out of school and all that. So there's there's some heavy, heavy stuff that happens in the later years that you just deliver all the time, whether it's this goofball stuff or it's the 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 heavy stuff. And and this has some heavy stuff in it as well. Um, well, let me show well, you. We, almost, we tried uh-huh. to
2: kill him. We tried to kill him in this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you tried to take me out before I was even really in. <laughs>
2: exactly. It was so cruel. Oh, let me ask you before that we show a clip here
0: on the about working with Travis, the other the other actor that you guys cast, uh, who's Austin. It's just hilarious, and he's got like this Jim Carrey vibe uh, going. Right. On. Um, what was it? What was it like to be paired with him? Did you find comfort in having a
4: buddy on? on the show or was it like that i did yeah it's always fun to play off of someone else and we were given the title the monkey twins so we could create a lot of hijinks and could play off of each other so uh and, and he does he has a total young jim carrey face you know with his eyes when they go wide and whatnot so we just had fun playing off of each other and um you know, enjoying being the monkey twins.
0: I did talk to him this week. He said hello. He has a, nothing but wonderful things to say. He's going to join us sometime in April because he—he's oh, just, just doing a lot of things uh, right now. He wanted to be here, but anyway, listen. We want to talk about Jed Allen. We're going to bring his son on in a second. Here, here's a scene to set that up of uh, you know the setup of this smashed episode.
2: There we go. Eggs over well, hash brown, sausage, hot chocolate. All courtesy of your loving family.
1: Thanks, Thanks Hey, come here. what are you guys after?
4: Nothing, bro. Really.
1: I'm not hungry. Well, actually, there is a little something. Not
4: a big deal at all. Forget it. We haven't even told you what it is yet. Let's keep it
2: that way. Steve, please, sit down, will
4: you? I need your help for one night. Got to Go to Palm Springs to meet a client. We won't get in your way. We promise.
2: When? Tonight.
1: No way! Oh, please, will you? Their mother and I don't want to leave them alone. I don't trust them either, Dad. I'm having a party tonight. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect timing, Dad. Please don't do this to me.
2: I really appreciate it, son. I really do. You too. you behave yourselves. Is that understood?
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool.
2: Yeah, cool. They're all yours, my boy.
0: <laughs> uh, let's bring on Rick here. This is uh, Jed Allen's son, Rick. Um, how oh. are you, man? Good to see you. Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Um, Well, first off for Randy, working with Jed Allen, uh,
4: do you have good memories of that? I do. Um, You know, he was, he would always smile a lot and he always had the most incredible posture. He always just very upright and and he would walk into a room and just would command attention. You would look up and go, who is this guy? And, yeah, he was always really, really nice.
0: Um, For you, Rick, you mentioned before we came on here that you didn't watch much 90210, but you did get a chance to watch a little bit of this. Yes. Um, How important was, I could tell you as a fan of the show, and I'm sure Sarah will back me up on this, uh, you know, Jed or Rush Rush is just an incredible, iconic figure on this show. And, you know, he's just incredible. Um, Talk to me about... Your dad and what it was like growing up with the real Rush Sanders.
1: <laughs> well, what's kind of funny is that uh, Rush Sanders is my dad. You know, he's, oh. he's he's like that at home. You know, or he, he was. Um, he had that look. He had the, that commanding presence. And uh, but uh, and at the end of the show, at the end of this episode that we were watching, and um, he was like holding uh, Steve's up uh, chin. You know, like with love and just. That's how my dad was and mm-hmm. he was like that all the time. And it's like, so it's kind of cool the that last scene with him. Uh, it was just really neat to see that because that's my dad was that guy. He, he had an ego and he was like a uh, larger than life, but he had a love that was just, that was just crazy for, for his kids and, and his family.
0: That's incredible. Uh, yeah. Hey, Larry writing for Jed. Talk to me about that.
2: You know, uh, well, you know, first of all, you know, like we had a little inkling of that Steve had a father, but we never really explored it. But uh, when he went to college and we we're going to create Steve as a frat guy and, we, and I got to create Keg, I realized there was a lot of richness in, in, in mining that father. If the father was a legacy at Keg and then someone that, again, that Steve has to live up to. And then we created a character who was married to a TV star and divorced, like and a, a real Beverly Hills guy. And one thing about Jed, when he walked, I mean, like you said, he he's upright. He had attitude. I mean, he's, he's a New Yorker, I think. Right. He, he comes yeah. from New York. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember, I don't think he read for the part. He, 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 he comes the first time we ever see him as Steve's father is season four. It's unbelievable. He's so in devil. And we have never even met him before that. I mean, but we had an episode of like a father, uh, father son golf tournament called cuffs and links episode that Steve and Jessica were heading. And, uh, and I think we they kind of knew him a little bit from Soaps, because we're talking about a man, and, and Rick, I, it, I'm so in awe. He had a 60-year career. I looked it up today. That, that's just unheard of. I mean, it's just it's staggering. Uh, um, and, and so then we bring him in. I think we just offered him the part, but we saw some footage on him and stuff. I said, oh, yeah, he looks just like Steve, Steve Sanders, and, and, and he just looks like Ian. So it's just fabulous. He's got... And he's taller than I, and like everything is quite interesting because it's like, oh, I gotta be in this guy's shadow. We gotta create a character, a true Beverly Hills Dad, that is just a, you know a ballbuster for Steve, and he doesn't even live. You know, he has a whole other family, and it just it opened it up. And then he stepped in, and again, the show, as, as Randy and everyone else knows, is like a fast-moving train. He stepped into the show like he'd been there forever. He just yeah. you know, never missed a beat. It was like, it's, but that's what a pro does, and he was a show person
0: yeah rick did he ever talk about his work with you um what did he ever say about being an actor and how important was his work
1: oh he oh he loved he loved being an actor actually originally he he wanted to be a sports announcer and then somehow he got into acting but he uh he really he he loved it he really enjoyed acting especially when there's when there's some challenges and uh like and when he did theater that was a uh, a lot of challenge for him and he and he loved theater musical theater especially uh but um uh, he really enjoyed it. He loved, uh, I used to run lines with him, you know, I used to, you know, uh, especially for the soap operas, I used to do that all the time. And it was just, uh, it was a nice father and son thing. And, uh, but it was just, uh, he really just enjoyed, uh, being an actor, being out there. He enjoyed being recognized. He, he loved that. You know, so who doesn't, but, uh,
0: yeah, he, he really enjoyed all that. Well, I asked Ian this week, and this is what he had to say. He said, Jed Allen was fantastic casting. He played Rush's bravado and flair at exactly the right pitch. I always enjoyed working with him. He was a great guy. So uh, that's from Ian. Uh, somebody else that got to work with him, our buddy Munts.
3: <laughs> Ryan. how's it going? What's up, Randy? How you doing, buddy?
2: Hey, I'm good. Good to see you. Nice
4: to see you too, man.
2: He's in the Northwest also. He's in Whidbey
4: Island. Yeah. Oh, that's on my list to go. <laughs>
3: yep. Yeah, come up here and eat at my restaurant, man. That's great. Yes.
1: My <laughs> uh, <can> quarters. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we can play some quarters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bring your egg game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ryan, let me ask you before we let Rick Rick get out of here. Um, what was it like working with Jed?
5: Uh. Wow
3: Jed was uh, Jed was fantastic to work with. He was uh, the perfect father figure to have on set as far as uh, Steve Sanders' dad is concerned in my opinion. Um, and if I remember correctly, he um, Rick, you might be able to answer this for me. Um, was his did he have a uh, uh, agent um, was his agent stone manners at any point in his career? Um, if you can that, remember it doesn't sound familiar Stone manners no. Okay, because I swear he was with my same agent because I went golfing with him and my agent at one point. Um, but yeah, your dad was hell of a guy, fantastic actor. Yeah,
1: he, he wasn't good at golf, but uh, he was uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: you know, I, I was thinking we used him. He first time we cast him, he played golf with Barry Bonds, Barry and, Bonds, Bonds. and then we had him play uh tennis he you know we had and then we had him play a uh, flag football so he was always you know athletic i mean that was the thing you know again really drove steve sanders crazy his dad was seemingly better at everything than him
0: hey larry a friend of yours yes oh i'm so glad peter hi, hi peter
2: <laughs> how are you larry
5: you need a haircut as much as i do this is my <laughs>
2: pandemic look. Yeah,
5: yeah.
2: I, I, know. Cool, cool, yeah. I, <laughs> I was just describing you me. to my wife. At... I just go. My hair gets longer Larry. and longer. We've been going. I here.
5: Said, I need to. I need to do this because I love Larry, and he invited me. So, and <laughs> and I said you remember him from the wedding. He was the guy. He and his wife both have really long gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: correct. Well, Peter is a director and directed Jed a bunch in um, General Hospital and maybe some other things. Hi,
2: Randy.
4: Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hi, Peter. So oh, good, good to see you.
2: Cause you know, she's from Sunset Beach, probably or something. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Peter, gonna, here. Run to Sunset Beach. We're gonna have to do a whole show with you, Peter, because you know everybody. Time,
4: yeah. time, is so weird. I just, I want to hug Ryan. I want to hug Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: so good to see you. Yeah. Uh, I like to hug you. I like to hug you, yeah. Randy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and you too.
0: Peter. <laughs> yeah. I know we just met, uh, but Peter. Uh, working with Jed Allen, this is Rick. Uh, this is Jed Allen's son. Talk, talk to us and tell us about uh, Jed, the person and the actor. Well,
5: I, I will, and I will answer the question in that order. Um, Jed was uh, was was really, truly, I, and I mean this without you know no smoke blowing involved here. Uh, really, a force of nature. He was not only was he a big man to begin with. I mean, I'm six foot one and weigh 185 pounds, so I'm not a midget. And and, and I always I always looked up at him, in, in both figuratively and literally. Um, so he was such a joy on that level. You know, he was bigger than life, uh, both physically and and socially, and 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 he got along with everybody. But um, this is outside of work. I mean, and then and his wife, whose name now, because I remember when she passed away. I forget and okay. she was a great compliment to him. Rick, what is it? We do the social things, you know, the, the cast parties and stuff like that. But professionally, with me, you know, the soap opera medium as as you know and as Randy certainly knows is is malleable at best. You you sort of don't have a lot of control even as a director over what actually happens other than the staging of it because you don't have time so you have to trust the actors, and I told Larry this in, in, in a uh, personal message. That my two favorite recollections of Jed are one personal and one professional. The prof- professional part was that Jed once said, said to me, Did, "What didn't? You, but you didn't do that last time." He said, "No, no, no, no. I never do anything twice the same way." He said, "If I have to do a second take, I'm doing." something different, because otherwise I get bored. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, and you know him. <laughs> and then the other part was his car. <laughs> mm-hmm. He had his Mercedes convertible. I remember that, yes. Was not originally, as you know, a convertible. He had it made into a convertible. Mm-hmm. And this is because they didn't make convertibles in anything but the uh, you know, the the Sport Coupe. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever that was, the little one. Um so, and I know he he then described to me all the stuff they had to do to the car to make it so that he actually could be a convertible and uh, just thought that was the coolest thing and then just his day-to-day presence on the set you know he was just I mean I wish that that uh, A. Martinez if I had known sooner maybe I would have asked him to be on this because he loved Jed and they worked together a lot um uh and um his Jed was just the ultimate professional. And I know, you know, uh from his nine oh two one oh time, I know that Luke Perry, who Larry knows is a good was a good friend of mine, um just love him.
0: Hmm. And you love know, wanna just say that's been a couple of years since he's passed, and uh Jed and Luke within days of each other, very sad for yeah. all <laughs> of them. Um and I just want to let you know, Rick, that uh, you have a whole community of people that worked with him and the fans that just absolutely adored him. And uh, your dad has remembered very fondly uh, here from all of us that, uh, that are fans of 902 And And I'm sure the spellings as well just absolutely think the world of them. So.
5: That's fantastic. Great to hear. Yeah. I have never met uh, – Randy, I bet you would say the same thing, and I think everybody who knew him – I have never met anyone – who didn't like Jed Allen. Yeah. He may not have thought of much of him professionally or for many other reasons, but no one disliked him. Yeah. Because he was a good a guy.
0: Person. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Great to hear. Very awesome. All right, Rick and Peter, we're going to say goodbye to you, and we are going to move along into awesome. getting these yeah. two, Randy <laughs> and Steve drunk.
2: You're going to have to come back, though. We're going to have to do a special just with you because you – have dealt with so many actors who were on the show. You, you were, you know, you're yeah, part yeah, of their yeah, early yeah. parts of their career that we really want to hear your perspective on things.
5: And I saw them all
2: before they got to you. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You weren't wearing pants. Because <laughs> Peter I, never I, wore, he, wore he pants in his life. He wears shorts. Right he wears now, shorts. Never <laughs> I'm, wearing shorts. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. He's there you <laughs> he wore shorts forever. He's never Amazing. seen Peter ever in trousers. <laughs> it doesn't happen. I Peter's from New Jersey. Pete's from New Jersey. Peter. Oh, I'm uh, also from New Jersey. Oh yeah, I grew up in the Jersey Shore.
5: Like, well, we don't call it the
2: shore; we call it the beach. But I got uh, Fair Haven, New Jersey, which is kind of the northern
5: end of the Jersey Shore.
0: Oh, very cool. I'm Lynnhurst. And- near Sandy
5: Hook. Yeah, I know where you are.
0: All right, very cool, Peter. We will be in touch. All right, thanks, thank you. Bye. Thanks, thanks, Rick. Thanks so bye, Rick. Bye, thank you. Thanks for All right, now let's get into this stuff. Boy,
4: this is trouble. Hey, Muntz, come on. Let us into the action. Yeah, right. Let me see your idea, huh? Oh, come on, Muntz, you cow. It's cool with Steve. Ask him. Hey, Sanders. Please, two fair game. Please, bro. How are we ever going to get
3: any good at it if we don't practice? Boys got a point, Steve. Maybe put a hat on it won't show, huh? <laughs> All right. One round. All right. You sit there. You sit right here. You're up. Drink, drink it!
0: Drink, 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 drink! Drink it up! Oh boy! All right. Those facial it's expressions.
2: All right, How do you trail. get
0: into How do you get into character here?
4: <laughs> A lot of drinking? No, I don't know. You know, I just pulled on years of practice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I'm sorry, i do this all the time. I call you it's months because I just months,
3: bro. It's all just
0: see you. I just <laughs> see you that way. I'm sorry. Um, well, talk talk to me about for you. You're the you're you are keg. You know what I mean? Like when we think of keg, you're you're one of the the things that we think about the most. Uh, do you remember shooting? We did a watch along this week. That was a lot of fun. But do you remember shooting some of this stuff? yeah
3: you know you know it's funny as I've watched some of these episodes um sometimes with you sometimes without you because uh, I have the whole collection myself you know, <laughs> <it's hard. laughs> but uh, some of the episodes are are a little more familiar to me and others aren't and when I was watching it with you guys this Sunday, I was just like, man, I know I know I'm in it because I see myself, but <laughs> some of the scenes I was just like, did I really say that?" <laughs>
2: You had a really good improv line, too, because that, you know, when he says Steve says he has a point and you say, well, yeah, we'll put a little hat on it.
3: Yeah, maybe it won't
2: show up. That was yeah, that was an improv line. So I was impressed. (laughs) And obviously we left it in. So that was kind of
0: cool. Randy, what do you remember about doing all of this?
4: I remember just having a ball. I mean, Ryan, we, we all were hanging out. For, for days I mean backstage I feel like I talked to you the most out of anyone so you know we would just sit and hang out between takes and it's a it's a party there's a lot going on so that always brings a fun element to it because a lot of the cast is there and people are coming in and out so the shots take a lot longer oh
3: yeah
4: and then you know here I am again I'm on this show and now I'm drinking and. It just seems fun, right? I been once is
3: getting you drunk.
4: <laughs> I and mean, it's a meaty storyline. So, of course, I'm sure happy it. because I'm getting to, to, to do something here.
1: The stealing yeah. the other people's drinks, though, at the party, that was disgusting.
3: <laughs> I, have to well, say. I, I did not. I did not tell them to do that. I did not condone that in any way. And I did ask permission. That's first. true.
2: No, most is the moral high ground in this episode. right? It's just one of the rare, rare ones that we see this. We should just say this was written by a, a staff writer we had called Meredith Steen, who mm-hmm. went on to uh, create cold case and uh, work on Homeland. And it was directed by Charles Carell, It was a you know, done a lot of stuff for for Mr. Spelling, and he's no longer with us, but he did a nice job on it. So I don't know if do you remember him at all, Randy? Or do you guys remember Charles Carell?
4: I remember him
2: vaguely. Yeah. Mm. I don't remember him at all. I mean, I feel bad. <laughs> and he did a couple. I them. "Oh my!"
4: Yeah.
2: But um, I know, yeah. Anyway, that's that well. Writing
0: great. party scenes, Larry. How fun is it to? Well, for well it's time. great because you got Like
2: Randy said. Everyone's going to be together, so it's going to be it's going to have a lot of energy because you know we're going to have you know all the people there. So it's a it's a big thing. And This was a a party which actually started early. Most parties in our show started act four, you know, cause that's where everyone ended up. But right. this party, you know, literally starts, I think in the second act and it's basically the, the centerpiece of the show. And, and, you know, we bring everybody in there. We got, you know, we got this guy, Dr. Greg, we've been working this triangle with uh, Tara and Kelly and Dr. Greg. He comes in and we, and we were able to really have a lot of moving parts connect there. We got, you know, Colin coming in with Valerie and, and that, and then seeing Kelly. And I mean, it, it's, um, I was pretty excited to see it. I, I realized, oh, this is you know, when we when we did stuff right, so a lot of it happens like this. And then, and then of course we had a heartfelt story because we got, you know, Steve's family story there and and you know. Theoretically, we could have killed Randy. No, we
4: couldn't. <laughs> oh, I mean, right. Thank you for like, not killing me. We <laughs> had,
2: you know, I think we would have killed the other guy if that was the storyline. We definitely <laughs> would have killed him. We would have killed him. Yeah. And, you know, he, he kind of, you know, yeah. Sometimes we had to, you know, he was tough sometimes because he was kind of uh, a little bit out of control, it seemed Travis. But, you know, yeah, that was part of his Travis. Yeah, it was yeah. part of his charm, I guess.
0: Yes. Well, it definitely comes through on, on screen. Yeah. Um, hey, I want to ask Randy, I want to show you another clip. You get to do some stuff like this. Yeah.
4: Welcome back to Party Central at the annual Keg House Spring Fling. Sanders goes
0: for the long pass. The toss is phenomenal. In slow mo now. Hey guys, guys, guys! There's a reason why they don't make footballs out of class. Hey, who's the buzzkill?
4: <laughs> oh yeah, Steve Sanders also has family here. Yeah, I
1: admit it. These are my brothers, the Monkey Boys, more fondly known as Ryan
5: and Austin. Hi. It's off to work we go.
4: Did
5: I imagine they're half brothers? But you
0: get a a scene with Tori,
4: you know. You know what I mean? Not only did I have a scene with Tori, but as you know, part of the fun is everyone likes to ad lib and throw things in. So we did something funny where uh, one of the scenes I was in that it didn't make the cut. I was hanging on Tori and I was speaking to her with my alcohol breath, and I was going, "You're hot." <laughs> um, acting and we yeah. thought, "Oh, that!" And I think it was her idea. She came up with it like, "Oh, that would be funny because it's a play on." Yeah, guess it. it didn't end up making. I,
2: I have a feeling your dad might have cut that out. <laughs> 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 I think we would have left it in.
0: <laughs> oh, it was it was
4: fun. Yeah,
0: acting is fun, I'm sure, and it's a lot of work. So I don't mean to undermine the the, the skill, but then you get to act with your sister. Is, does that does that increase it or does it make it more stressful or does that make it more fun?
4: I guess I guess it, it just depends on the context I mean for me those scenes were fun you know there's again there's a lot of energy everyone's sort of dancing and I'm acting out of control so I didn't feel any pressure in that. Um, in fact it, the, that cheeky moment of me being drunk, hitting on my sister yeah. Um, yeah was was just pure fun
2: well, we've got to find that we've got to find that footage
0: Maggie says I just watched that and completely forgot they're related good acting <laughs> <laughs> so there you go um, alright then you guys are messing with months.
5: what's up
3: Not so
4: fast, pencil necks. Hey month. Look we're just trying to help clean up, big guy. Yeah, you know, that is of course, you know, if you're done with these.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> Oh,
2: have you this happens. I mean, this. You know, I, I had two boys growing up. This is certainly their story <laughs> of parties. You know, uh, uh, so yeah, I, we, t- we take from what we know.
0: <laughs> well, Larry, somebody asked me see if I have this question here, so I do it the right way. Uh, somebody asked if this was based on something that
5: happened
2: to to you at all. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh well, I mean, you know, it's not uncommon to me, but yeah, I had two boys and yeah, they, you know, there'd be, you know, certainly it would you know, be big parties and they'd be out there stealing bottles of liquor and, you know, end up on the, you know, not dead, but certainly out there passed out on the lawn and stuff, you know, you know, we, you know, Who hasn't a, been there. Right. Exactly. No, I, I, mean, I meant the whole you know, alcohol poisoning thing, Larry. Well, the alcohol poisoning thing, well, that's, you know, one of my sons is a frat boy. So that, that comes out of the frat world, you know, where they usually, you know, as a cautionary tale every five years, one kid dies of it, you know, binge drinking and, you know, it just happens. You know, you just get dehydrated and you pass out and you shut down, you know. But uh, yes, we, were, I think we did a PSA for this also. Look, you know, again, it was a it, it, it scored in a lot of things because it was saying something. I mean, you know, you got to, you know, kids can't drink like that, especially a, a kid. So, you know, I mean, you know, it was, it was a good storyline for that.
0: How about for you, Randy? I mean, you know, it's fun. We're talking about this and we're going to show some of the more serious scenes of you acting in a, in a second here. But you are, you know, 90210 has always been one of those shows that has been helping kids sort of cope with issues. Uh, and to be a part of something like that, what was that like for you?
4: I loved it. I, I love, I, again, I, I, watched 90210 as a fan, as someone who, you know, I would get chills as different storylines would happen and evolve. And I learned a lot from this. And it's interesting when people talk about uh, 90210 and uh, I think something that is, is missed a lot is all of the different dilemmas and issues and things that were tackled. I mean, it seems like almost every episode there was a different social dilemma or something that was current that was being addressed, you know, teenage angst, angst, suicide, drinking, a pregnancy sex and how to go about that. And Brenda waiting until, you know, she felt right and not being pressured. I mean, all of that wasn't happening. That that wasn't happening back then, so it really broke a lot of uh, ground, and I yeah, I'm I'm proud of that.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it it still resonates today. That's the amazing thing. These issues, like you know, that's the same the same issues seem to be (laughs) be happening all the time. We watch these shows and go, wow, okay, well, that's still here. Well, I mean,
0: it's sad in a way that some of the social issues that you guys covered on nine hundred two one zero are still happening today you know there are still big big things that are happening in society that you just wish like oh well that doesn't make sense anymore because it's such an old long so long ago but you look 30 years later and here we are with some of the same issues uh, in our society so to a degree you know it's it's uh it's upsetting all right let's look at some of this this uh this steve, come quick this song. it's
1: ryan man he's sick he's really sick but well, where is he on the back porch he's not cold
4: steve
5: Great. Get up. Let me see him. I'm a med student. Kelly, call 911. How much has this kid had to drink tonight?
1: I don't know. A lot. Too much blood in his alcohol stream. Come on. We got to get him to the hospital right away. He's just drunk. i say he has alcohol poisoning. What's that mean? Means we got to get his stomach pumped and reduce the concentration of alcohol in his blood before something drastic happens. Drastic? You mean he could die from this?
0: Tough stuff. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do, you, do you remember, have any memories of that, Randy, doing some of this more, more of this stuff?
4: I, mean, I you just, yeah. To, but yeah, um, I do. I mean, I remember laying there because I had to lay there and, yeah. lay there and take after take. And I, I loved, I don't, I don't know um, if you all caught it, but when uh, Steve said too much blood in his alcohol stream, That was a conscious he was playing with that because he had been drinking a little bit. And, you know, it's fun to watch actors choices in the moment, even though it's something serious, and it calls for, you know, this dramatic moment. There's still that undertone of, yeah, well, I'm drunk, too. And I'm going to mess up and slur my word and that you let that go. As opposed to people just thinking, oh, he said that wrong. That was left in.
2: Most play, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, Larry. Before we get into seeing some of the series scenes, there's a couple other things happening in this episode that we
2: should we should address. Uh, one thing before we go to that, I just want to ask one quick because okay. it's very hard playing with Randy, like I, as an actor, I had to do that once too. And you're lying down there, and I remember the other actor I was working with who was it was a. Larry Mann, it was a canadian series and i i want I was dying I was supposed to be dead but i I was trying to act a little bit like I was a, a like a life little bit of twitch, you know, and I just remember the guy like, just just act dead, just act dead well <laughs> anyway, you acted dead much better than I did you nailed
4: it I think I may have just been sleeping yeah well, that's true yeah, just take a break
0: <laughs> that's it um well, okay, the first thing that's also happening here is Dr. Greg, right? You, you kind mm. of alluded to Dr. Greg. And Dr. Greg is wonderful, and we've talked to him on Patreon. He's, a, he's, he's awesome. That's Michael Dietz, Randy, if, uh, if you remember him at all. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me about this, because you also have this major thing going on in Smashed where Tara is stalking, um, or I don't know, I know you don't like
2: the word stalking. With no, this. But- it's a single-white female trope. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it's going to go all the way to... This is a March show, by the way. This show happened in March. So, so the Tara thing is going to climax in May during sweeps because that's, that's the money ball. And so... Uh, you know, we we spent a lot of this year, you know, Kelly going down the road with a bad boy. She gets addicted to cocaine. She ends up in rehab. And she, in rehab, she meets, she and be friends, a kind of a real street urchin. She's trying to do good with this girl. and The girl is like broken. There's something really wrong with the girl. And the girl decides she wants to be Kelly. And so this is the beginning of it because Kelly like meanwhile likes this Dr. Greg and there's, they start sparking and Tara you know if she if you know Kelly has Dr. Greg then she doesn't have hers so she's gonna screw it up and we we kind of uh, foreshadow a bunch of stuff but also we tell the great roommate story here uh, someone's gonna be staying a couple of days and the other roommates have to react to it you know where's my orange juice and where's this you know it's, you know so it's again that's kind of very relatable classic stuff to get. You know, good incident really to, to hang stuff on, which you gotta, you know, it's gonna pay off. We're gonna earn earn all this stuff later on.
1: Only Kelly Taylor you. might get a boyfriend in rehab slash the hospital. Can I just say oh, that? <laughs> <laughs> Only <laughs> Kelly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, what about Kathleen, uh, Randy, Kathleen Robertson? I know Tori and her were pretty close. Did you have any kind of uh Relationship with her. I mean, I have to ask that question every week. I'm sorry. I'm a, such a Kathleen fan. So, but yeah. that hair,
1: though. That hair I, I'm was
2: really with, I'm with Sarah. The hair is the worst hair she ever had. This is bad no, hair.
0: I disagree. I disagree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that she went out of the box. Look good. Always
0: look good. Thank she you. She looks
1: like a skunk. I mean, she's no. gorgeous, but that hair is not good.
0: But I will say that's one of her endearing qualities is that she would always do something different and she was outside of the box. So for for me being a diehard Kathleen fan, I just need to say that. But anyway, Randy, did you get to spend some time with her uh, through the years? I did get to spend some time with her
4: through the years. Her and Tori were close, so we would hang out uh, outside of work a lot. Um, And yeah, she was lovely. I have some great memories with her. And she was, there's such a, I don't know. Kathleen's like a cat. You know, there, there's such a mystere about her, something about her eyes that yeah. I um, she was always a little bit of a mystery so and yeah. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm like, wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's got it. Exactly. Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, You said you had me a cat.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's great. All right, let's get into... Uh, what's Valerie going, got going on? I forget from our...
2: Uh... Oh, well, Valerie's got Collins. She's put some money up. Collins, you know, got got caught in a in a sting with... And caught, you know, in a, in a cocaine uh, buy. And is uh, facing some heavy legal uh, time in jail. And Valerie's his only uh, one who believes in him. And she convinced him to come to this party. And, of course, she's doing good. She brings to the party. And all he does in the party is see Kelly. And they make eyes at each other. So he got a chance to, again, work the triangle, which is... You know, which is money again. That's that's you know what our fans really wanted to see, and also uh, that's what was going on between the characters. That's what that was part of the storytelling there. Yeah, that Valerie was sticking her neck out for Colin, and he was you know, and we knew that he didn't really care about
0: her. Yeah, well, that's that comes across in this episode. Hey, I want to show you guys this video real quick. You know, we have that person Caitlin who makes all these funny reenactments of scenes. She did this one for us this week.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: she is hilarious. <laughs> Beverly Thrills nine oh two one oh follow her. All right, now let's watch this. Uh this is good some the touching stuff with you and I and I want to ask you a bunch about this, Randy.
1: glad to see your eyes are open how long have I been out last thing I remember must have passed out well let me fill in the blanks for you you ruined the party got me in massive trouble with dad you're a screw up and an idiot but you're my brother And I love you. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. I think I'm going to have a hangover. (laughs) I think you're going to have the Guinness Book of World Records hangover. (sighs) Yeah. I'm pretty sleepy. a brother rest. I'll be right here. Excuse me. You really need to be going now. Ma'am, I'd like to stay. That's my brother. Okay. Thank you.
0: nice stuff, man. Um, I just want to say, I know you said you always had that thing about worrying about being a spelling and all that, man. That stuff is incredible. The work is just brilliant, and there is no reason for you to ever think about that, because you just were an incredible actor. Thank you. Uh, Do you remember doing this with
4: Ian? I do. Um, This is one of my favorite scenes I've done on the whole show, because you know, a couple episodes of Uh, me and my brother, creating all of these, you know, funny faces and always reacting to things. And now this is my first time to be able to connect, really connect with Steve and do a serious scene. And we got to slow everything down and the the dialogue wasn't just fast and furious. And we, we really got a chance to connect and i felt closer to him even though i knew him through the scene and through acting i i really felt bonded to him after that yeah, yeah it's really nice yeah, it
2: comes through i mean it's, again there's so much authenticity what you brought to it i that's that's tuned to, to me just you know when the show really is right it does it has this kind of thing about beverly hills in it which does you know, which which, which people love and fascinates people all around the world. And that's one thing we're finding now is that what a huge international audience, your dad would have been very proud of that, that still is so fanatical. I mean, all these, and we've, you know, now been capturing all these fan groups out of Italy and Israel and France and Australia, and they're active on social media all the time. And they are still, it's like, not that it's Shakespeare, but it's like people are studying it because they, no, they, you, a know, way. they and, you know, I mean, in a certain way. Because when obviously this is a 30 year old, you know, 30 to 20, 30 to year old show, but yeah. they still kind of go back over it and argue, argue whether, you know, it's Brenda, it's Kelly, you know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, and we're enjoying it, you know, because we get a chance to, you know, reconnect with all the people we, we work with and we have a lot to be proud of.
0: Jim says great chemistry between the actors. So real to see, um, you just kind of said that you got, you felt closer to Ian. I think, you know, we always think of sometimes when we do Ian storylines here, we talk about all the crazy antics, but he's got such a tenderness in his work and, um, especially some of this stuff, you know, with you and Lindsay price towards the end of the series and whatnot, becomes, he matures into something so beautiful as an actor. Um, you know, you're someone who is a fan of the show, right? And you know, Ian, when you see this in the moment, um, what do you think of him as an, as an actor? And, uh, you know, looking back at this.
4: Yeah. Ian was always the life of the room and uh, his character was funny. A lot of the time he, he, could make some comments where, you know, at the beginning of the show, he was kind of rude and obnoxious, but through it all, he had this, he always had these moments where there would be this really serious moment or he would get really tender, he would get softer and it commanded attention because he was out here a lot of the time. And then when he came in and really connected, I, I always felt like I was waiting for what was about to happen, uh, and what he he was about to say.
0: Yeah, that's really nice, Sarah. If this was a hospital in New Jersey, when they when he when Ian said or when Steve said, "I'd like to stay a little bit longer," don't you think the nurse in New Jersey would have been like, "Nah, yeah, no chance." <laughs> <laughs> no chance. That was an awesome scene, though. I love that. I feel like Steve really thrived in the college years. It was fun to see a different side of Steve in the college years.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, he became the, the prototypical frat guy. We created the whole frat world. And, you know, it runs through the four years there and all the episodes. And it created his uh, character. And, you know, we had to, you know, have little buddies there. And it, it was great for stories, you know. Because, again, we were doing 32 episodes a season there. So we need a lot of stuff.
0: Kristen wants to know do you think 90210 is one of your dad's proudest career moments? Great question, Kristen. Thank you.
4: That is a good question. I would have to say yes, just for the phenomenon that it was. I mean, it it would it would be hard in anyone's career to not ride that wave and have that wave be really fun. I mean, between the show and and the attention and the merchandising. And I mean, it was just wild. So yeah, I think he was really, really proud of it. And I think he was genuinely proud of everyone associated with that show. He felt that and he really felt, I mean, I, I was there behind the scenes in the editing, in his office, watching him watch dailies and do the editing and give critiques. I was there at home when we were having dinner and he would be having his cocktail and then he would call Kenny Miller and say, well, you know, what about this? And what about that? And he might be upset about something that he saw. And then, of course, by the end, he'd go, okay, lover. Okay, great. I love <laughs> it <laughs> all, right, all, right, lover. all
2: right, lover. Hey, what happened to the pinball machine? The Aaron Spelling pinball machine? <laughs> oh,
4: it's, it's still alive and kicking. <laughs> husband, that's good. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, this has been great, man. Uh I think we we really covered this, Larry. Do you have anything else that you want to? No, it's
4: just
2: a pleasure, you know, seeing uh, Randy and, and Ryan and you know, and Rick Brown and stuff. You know, it's a good this is really good. But you know, it's just it's wonderful to hear this this perspective on stuff.
0: Randy, when you look at nine hundred two one zero now, you're in a you're in a little bit of a different world. You're not profession, you know, you're not acting and whatnot, but you are acting. Yes, you mentioned before. Um, what do you think of it? Do, does it mean
4: a lot to you? Yeah, R- Ryan, I don't know if you feel like this, but when I watched those scenes, you know, a couple times, I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, I could do that so much better right now." <laughs> put me in, yeah. coach. put me in, let oh, me right in, at it, <laughs> right? But the other yeah. thing is, it feels like a different lifetime. I'm watching that, and I'm thinking, "Wow, my it just." I'm in such a different place. I'm older and different. And so it, yeah, it's near and dear and it's, it's really fun to watch, but also totally surreal.
2: That's yeah. awesome. Maybe it's yeah, that so way for right. all of us. I mean, I like, go, Oh, well, we could have written that a little bit better there. I mean, geez.
0: Um, all right. So I wanted to say to Randy, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on and joining us. Um, and I can't thank you. Your, your family created something that means so much uh, to so many of us. And from the bottom of my heart, I can't tell you how much it's done for me personally. And I, I know that there are so many other stories out there from fans that feel that same impact, even way deeper than anything I can ever say. So thank you to you and thank you for coming here and thank you to your family for creating something that
4: means so much to, uh, to so many people. And, uh, thank every i mean all of you thank you and thank you for doing this and and putting it together and going through this so that the fans could have this um it, it's really special it's yeah, really awesome,
2: awesome. It, it started out as a pandemic pastime and it's become something a little bit more
0: and so for next week larry and i are still trying to figure out what we're going to do
2: if, being totally, <laughs> if i'm know. being
0: totally honest right so we have some options ahead of us uh so we're we're working on that and for everybody that's on patreon Ryan Thomas Brown is going to stop by and say hello. So uh, get into the Zoom, and we will be there. Uh, all right, so this has been a great week. Thank you all, and we will catch you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, bye, guys. We will see you next week. Brandon, let's talk soon, bud.